Prior to her election as district superintendent, she held various positions at Parkside Christian Academy in Boston and was the senior pastor at Second Church of the Nazarene in Dorchester, Massachusetts. Dr. Owens is actively involved on several committees in the General Church of the Nazarene and has been involved with the Boston Ten Point Coalition, which focuses on at-risk youth. She has served on the executive board of the Black Ministerial Alliance and the Boston Education Collaborative, an urban-centered ministry, and Boston Justice Ministry, which assists battered women. Dr. Owens earned her doctorate of education at Boston University in planning, policy, and administration. She holds a master's degree from Northeastern University and a bachelor's degree from Eastern Nazarene College. She has been married to attorney James T. Owens III for 28 years, and they have two grown daughters, Melissa and Jennifer. Will you please welcome the Reverend Dr. Josie Owens. I'm not, can you hear me now? It is great to be here with you this morning. Uh, I give God praise and I really thank the folks for, that are sitting right up front. I understand that you do not have assigned seats, is that correct? So I'm really thankful for the folks that are sitting up front. When, when I did attend here, we had to sit in a certain place. So the folks that are up front are going to get a special treat this morning. So I give God praise for that. So next time I come, maybe if I am asked back to come again, that you will sit near the front. But we give God praise this morning. Amen? I am used to people saying amen, hallelujah, and glory. All right? So that's the only... And, and you can call me. You can call me anything you want. Uh, say anything you want to be able to say. So this is good. Uh, I give God praise. Whenever I go to speak someplace, I believe that it's very important that you know where the person's heart and soul is. And I want to let you know that I have already met with my Jesus this morning. I've already prayed about this service. I think it's very important when we meet and we talk. Uh, it's an important thing, and I give God praise for that. Uh, this morning, as I was observing you as you were coming in, uh, I do want to welcome you this morning and uh, just to... I've already uh, seen you earlier, earlier this morning. I wake up real early and I spend time in prayer with the Lord. And so I thank God uh, for this opportunity. This morning, I don't, as you rush in and uh, I don't know if you've had time to say hello to each other. I'd like for you to turn to one another and say, it's good to see you this morning. Excellent. Excellent. This morning, this morning, I'm going to be speaking on, I'm going to be asking you, stay with me, I'm going to be asking you to interact with me a little bit, and so I need you to kind of stay focused this way, right? I'm going to be asking you to talk to each other, and uh, this morning, I'd like to know, how, how many weeks have you been in school? This, this is your fourth week? Fifth? What week is it? I, I... Fourth week? Five? I knew we'd have this situation too. 
I, I had you down for about four or five weeks. You've been here about four or five weeks. Uh, how many of you, this is, your first, this is your first year here? Raise your hands. It's your first week, first year. Okay. How many of you, yep, so it's the first time you're here. By now, you probably, you found out where the bathrooms are, right? Okay. It's important. You, you kind of found out where, uh, where your classes are, and you've kind of gotten the rhythm of classes. Is that correct? Okay, and that's good. I mean, that's, that, that's a good place to be. What I want to talk to you this morning is about uh, the choices, uh, choices that we make. You've made a lot of choices since you've come here. Isn't that right? A lot of choices. And uh, the, my little sermonette, whatever you want to call it, it's entitled Choices, Choices, Choices. And I want to talk about those choices that you've made and how you've made those choices. Now, you may say, well, I haven't made a lot of choices yet, but you have. Uh, you've made a choice whether or not you selected your classes, you did pick those, and then you made a choice whether or not you're going to go to class. Uh, some of you have never probably seen the Atlantic Ocean, so some of you may have supposed to been going to class, but you elected to go for a walk on the beach, right? Some of you have made a choice about your style of dress, the way you're going to look, the image that you want to have here. Uh, some of you have already made a choice about who your friends are going to be. Isn't that correct? You're, you're meeting new people uh, all the time. Uh, some of you are making choices about what job, if you're going to be having to take a job, and uh, what are those hours are going to be. And then some of you, uh, as far as your parents, uh, some of your parents will uh, ask you about your choices, and you'll say, well, I'm doing my, I'm doing my own thing. Uh, and anything that maybe your parent may ask you will say, well, maybe you should do this, you do the other thing. Right? I have a friend... And she learned pretty quickly, and I learned pretty quickly when my daughters uh, went to school, is that I kind of kept quiet because I learned that everything that I said to them, they did the opposite. So I don't know if you can relate to that or not. But choices can sometimes uh, create challenges. Uh, they can create uh, confusion. Uh, they can create a whole lot of things because you're making so many in such a short time, short span of time. It can also cause confusion. Uh, there was a, I was uh, just recently in Canada, and all the DSs get together. We get together twice a year, and um, we meet and talk, and you know, we get the skills pitch, and you've got to go back out there and rah, rah, rah. <coughs> and uh, doing the talks, we have a, a number of dinners. One of the things Nazarenes like to do is we like to eat. And so at one of the dinners, uh, there's a story that uh, one of the DSs told that just kind of stuck with me. He had been on the mission field for about 30 years. And so he was in a, a part of the world that didn't have, you know, like supermarkets and a whole bunch of places. And so when he came back, he had, he had culture shock. And his sister said to him, she said to him, I want you to go to the grocery store and I want you to get uh, a bag, I want you to get a bag of potato chips. And so he went to the supermarket. He, uh, here we have Shaw's and Stop and Shop. So he went to the supermarket and he looked down that aisle of chips. 
And when he looked down that aisle of chips, he had never seen so many chips in all of his life. He looked, and he looked, and he looked, and he got really confused. He got really confused there. And uh, he didn't know which one to get. So he, um, you know what he did? He, he, what he did was he ran, he ran out of the store because he could not make up his mind because there were too many for him to select. Now, I think I need to give you a president one, right? There were just too many different types of chips. You may be having too many choices, right? Oh, all the way in the back there. Now, see, you should have sat up front. <laughs> I can't give you no chips. <laughs> I do have a few more. You know you can't eat them in here as pastor. I, I can't let you eat in here, but here we go. If you can catch it. No. Nope. One more. Woo. So, so he got confused, and he ran out, and he, didn't, he did not accomplish it because he did not know which ones he should do. I don't know about you, sometimes we're not prepared for all the choices that we have to make. And what I want to talk to you about, I, I want you, if, if they can flash uh, Joshua chapter 24 up there, and if you can open your scriptures, your Bibles this morning, and Joshua chapter 24, I'm going to be in 24, 23, 20, 25. How do you know you're making the right choices in your life? Turn to your neighbor and say, how do we know? Turn to your other neighbor, how do we know? How do we, how do we know? How do we know? Sometimes we can get so confused for all the challenges. I have a question for you this morning. What's your guide? What's your compass? What helps you to make the choices that you're making here as you come here? Perhaps you're one of the people that have difficulty in making decisions. I have a sister-in-law. Don't tell her I said this. I'm going to talk about my family now. You can talk about your family because your family isn't here. I have a sister-in-law that she finds it very difficult to make choices. I don't go shopping with her anymore. We'll go into a shoe store. She'll see a blue one, a red one, a green one. Which one should I get? The blue one. Which one should I get? The red. Depends upon the day, because of the choices, she won't get any. You can spend an hour in the store. I'm an A-type personality. I don't know about you. I pick it in two seconds. You ever went shopping with someone that's just the opposite of you? Choices, choices, choices. It depends upon the time. She may take all three pairs then get them home and say, I don't really like those, and go back. 
So cycling around and around and around on our decisions. Choices. I've got another question for you as we talk about these choices and decisions. Are you a, a drainer or a filler when you make your decisions, your choices? Ask your neighbor, are you a drainer or a filler? Now you want to know, what does she mean by a drainer or a filler? What I mean by that is our attitude in which we make our decisions, our choices. A drainer is a person that is only thinking of themselves. It's all about me and it's all about my world. I really don't care about anybody else when I make this choice, when I make this decision. It's all about me. Now, Phila, on the other hand, is about being inclusive in that decision. Am I considering everything that I'm supposed to be considering? Am I considering God in the mix of this equation? Or am I being a, a, a drainer and it's all about me? And that's something that only you internally can answer that. When I'm trying to make a, a decision or a choice in my life, I like to go back and, and look at the role models. I like to be able to see uh, who can help me in the process, who can really truly help me. And so what, what I do is I, I use a, a spiritual uh, a role model. I, I look at a, a, mine is based on a biblical uh, model. I don't know about you. And, and, and in this, I look for role models in the scriptures that helps me with making those critical, critical choices. So this morning, uh, the Lord led me. I always, I'm being very honest with you, I always ask God, what do you want me to say to them? And so the person that he led me to was he led me to Joshua. He led me to Joshua, and, and, and here it is in that scripture in Joshua chapter 23. In Joshua chapter 23, he is the person, he is the person that followed Moses. He is the one that took him into the promised land. For some of you, this could very well be your promised land. Ever since you were in grade school, you wanted to come to Eastern Nazarene College. You may have, you may have, came here when you were on one of the, the tours and when you were maybe quizzing or, 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 or festival of life and you said, this is where I want to be. I can see myself in that dorm. I can see myself walking up and down the street. So here it is. Joshua, he has led the people for a long time. And he's coming, it's time now, it's like a graduation. For those of you that this is your first year, your graduation has happened and here you are. And Joshua is saying, listen, it's time. We've conquered, uh, we've come so far. Now it's time for you to go on and you've got to make your choices. We, you're going to go to the left and you're going to go to the right. But which, where are you going to be in those choices? And he says, now is the time for you to do new paths. There's new things, new directions. You're leaving some of your old friends behind. Your moms and your dads are different places. 
It's time for you to move on and, and get a whole different course of action. And so he gathers them together and he says to them, you need to have a little bit more space. But in that space, he says, I want to remind you of some things. You, you're able to make some decisions and you're make, able to make some choices, but there's some things I want you to remember. And so he says in, in, in Joshua chapter 23, he says to them, in verse 14, he says, now I'm about to go the way of all the earth. He says, I'm, I'm old. He says, you know, he says, I want to remind you, he says, I want to remind you of something, of the, that none of the promises that the Lord your God made you have ever failed. None of the promises have ever failed. I don't know in your choices that you have made that if the financial aid was the right package. I don't know if what you envisioned in your mind that it was going to be a, a certain this way or a certain that way when you made those choices. But I've come here this morning to tell you that God will never fail you. He will be with you through everything that you do. He says, every promise has been fulfilled. No, not one has failed. And so he says to us, Joshua says to us, he says, now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. I don't know if this morning you came into chapel with some disappointment. And you, maybe in your first test, because you must have had tests by now. And your test that you were when you were back home, you're used to those A's. Or maybe even some of you have got some A pluses. And you come in and everything has kind of gone array. You got a B. You're not quite sure about that B. God is not going to fail you in the things that you're doing. You're saying, well, maybe I didn't pick the right course. In your, in your choices, how do you go about them? When you wake up in the morning and there's nobody here to remind you that, oh, you need to brush your teeth. There's nobody here this, uh, this morning telling you, well, lay out your clothes from the night before. There's no one here telling you that you have to go to class. But I want to tell you that God is here and that he can help you through each and every one of your choices. Joshua said in the scriptures, it is the Lord God himself who brought us and protected us. And he says, you're going to have to choose who you're going to serve. What voices are you going to hear? It's like, right here is like a candy store. You have so many choices. Which way are you going to live your life while you're here? You get to choose whether or not you're going to go to church. I don't know if all of you uh, have been to church. You could be cherry-picking where you're going to go. When you were home, there was somebody waiting for you in the car. Here, you, there's no one waiting. But I can tell you, there is someone waiting. The Holy Spirit is waiting for you to come. 
Choices, choices, choices. Who are you serving in your choices today? David, he inquired of God in everything except one thing. He decided that he was going to stay home and not go out and do what he was supposed to do. And he got himself into deep, deep trouble that created a situation that followed him for the rest of his life. I have a friend. Her name is Reba. And she and I used to talk back and forth. And so she says, Honey, child, I don't, I don't bother God with the little things. She says, I only take the big things to him. So I thought about that. And I said, am I being a big baby? Am I being a really big baby by only by taking everything to him? And so what I did, I got myself into really big trouble. I said, okay, I'm not going to take everything to God. I'm, I'm mature. So I'll just give him the big things. You know what happened? I got in the biggest trouble. I got into so much trouble because I was not taking everything to him in prayer. Big mistake. You want to know something? I take everything to God in prayer. Everything. I even ask him, what should I wear today? I want to be in his will for my life. In the choices that I make, and the choices that I share, and the people that I affect. You affect people every day. Are you a filler or are you a drainer? Only you can determine that. We serve a big God. In John chapter 14, Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's talking to his disciples today. And he says to us in his word, let not your heart be troubled. What does he say? Trust in God. Trust in him. He says, in my father's house are many rooms. And you know how I look at that? I look at that as though he has a place just for me to be able to talk and dialogue with him and tell him everything. And you know something? He listens. He listens and he hears what I have to say. And you know something? He responds back. He speaks. He speaks today. The thing is, we have to listen to him and he gives us free will. We have, we, he gives us that we can choose. We have choices. But you know what I want to be? I want the choice that I have, that I want to be like Joshua, and I want to have, I, I want to serve, and I choose to be with him. And your choices this morning, my sisters and brothers, whom do you choose when you're making your choices? What attitude do you have when you're making those choices? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
Who is your compass? I know someone who can ease the hurt and the pain of the bad mistakes. I went back and told Reba she was wrong. That God is in the little things. If we take care of the little things, the big things will take care of themselves. Amen? We serve a God. Sometimes we, we, we get so busy in the choices that we're making and the things that we're doing that we don't pick up the word. Sometimes when I've got myself into big situations, we say, okay, were you in your word today? One of the things you can ask any pastor on this district, if they see me, the first thing I'm going to ask them, are you in your word today? There's an accountability. We need to be accountable to each other on this earth. Do you have a prayer partner that you pray with? Are you seeking the will of God in your choices for your life? Or is it like a tree, like a candy store that you're picking and choosing and you really don't care? What is our attitude as we walk on this campus? Are we projecting the fruit of the Spirit and the love of Christ in our hearts and our minds and our souls? Choices, choices, choices. We choose the attitude in which we will reflect to folks. To whom are you serving this morning in your choice? Can you please stand? We serve a big God. If you hear nothing else I say this morning, we serve a big God. And he is here. His shoulders are so wide and so long that he can take anything that we bring to him. He is a God that has never failed anyone. Your choices that you're making this morning, some of you may have already got into the wrong relationships. You're so excited about being here and being free. You're already making some bad decisions. I would suggest to you today, today is the day to do some corrective stuff. This morning I know, I've been told my time, I've got three more minutes. And if there's anybody here this morning that they would like for me to pray with them, I would love the honor to be able to do that. I would ask for you to come down and come right up here up front. And if you'd like that, if you'd like to do that, please come now because I want to make sure that I don't cause you confusion later on in the day. But we serve a big God, a mighty God. And if there's anyone here that would like to have prayer, please come forward now. Please come forward. Do not be afraid. The evil one would like to keep you from coming forward. Satan is around. He's here. He got here early this morning. He got here early, early this morning. He picked the the front row. But I didn't give him any potato chips. Is there anyone else that would like to join us this morning? Please come. I'd love an opportunity 
to pray with you this morning. We serve an amazing God. Anyone else up there? Anyone else up upstairs? Don't look to the left or to the right. The person that's to the left or the right of you won't get you into heaven. We serve a mighty God. I'm going to pray. Anyone else wants to join us, please come. I'm going to dismiss you, and I really want to pray with these folks right here. Anyone else want to join us? One more moment. We serve a mighty God. Thank you. Thank you. Let us pray. Father God, we do thank you, Lord. We thank you for this day. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your love, Lord. We thank you that we could come together right here at this moment. You are a mighty God. You are an awesome God. And Lord, we love you. Your Holy Spirit is here. And so, Father, we thank you for allowing him to reveal himself, Lord. We pray that you would allow him to reveal himself. And so, Father, we thank you for that. And Lord, right now, will you touch each and every one of the folks that are here in your sanctuary, Lord. We thank you for them. And Lord, will you touch them from the top of their heads to the bottom of their feet. Be with them and bless them, Lord. Be with them in their choices. And may they be fillers and not drainers, Lord. We thank you for them. And Lord, those who have come here at the altar, as we take and we pause for a few moments, Lord, we thank you. And Lord, as we dismiss the rest, we pray that you will go with them and be with them. And Lord, we thank you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And the church says, Amen. Please go quietly as we talk and we pray for a few moments. And can the uh, elders of the church please come forward? We give him praise this morning. We give him praise.